you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. Welcome to We Are Survivors, a podcast about The Last of Us and The Last of Us Part 2. My name is Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with my friend, Bobby Schisler. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, and on this episode, Part 2 of Seattle, Day 1 is Abby. We're going to walk through a flashback with Abby and Owen. Uh, we're going to escape the forest after being captured by scars, and we're going to make it to the aquarium. But before we get started, let's recap. So in the last episode, we uh, woke up as Abby, walked around the WLF Stadium, found out that we had to get to the forest base, got to the forest base, and then there we found out that one, Isaac is planning to attack the scars while a storm is going on, and two, Owen shot Danny. So I don't think we've ever met Danny, but Owen shot him. Uh, and after that, we went looking for Owen and got captured by Scars. So right after you get captured by Scars, you actually go into a flashback. It's about four years ago. Uh, I think it's a four-year flashback, they said. Oh, sorry. It, sorry. It's, it's not a four-year flashback. I think it's a four-month flashback. My bad. So it's like a, it's like a, it's like a couple months. And uh, Abby goes to visit Owen at the aquarium. And it's been a while since she's been there, apparently. Uh, because he's actually fixed up the aquarium, and when you go into the aquarium, it's like, you know, he painted the walls, he tore down the vines, he put up some lighting. There's like Christmas music playing and stuff like that. Um, and at this point, he is dating Mel. So Owen and Mel are dating. Owen and Abby are done. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a little archery mini game there, which I'm not sure if you can 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 you lose that? Did you win it or did you lose it? I lost it. Okay, <laughs> so, so you, you can't, can't lose it. Lose it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could have swore he said, okay, well, you got 30 seconds. And then it felt like he gave me a minute. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> like, uh, and then as I got down to the last two, he started counting down from five. So I'm not sure if there's like some type of system there or not. Maybe. I, uh, I made the mistake of standing in one spot, not realizing I could move around the room. And I couldn't find one of the targets like the last target i was like where's it at i found the last two targets at this last second i was like running around the room looking for them and they were up in the rafters i didn't see them until the last second when you start counting down five uh who hit three and then i hit one and i hit the last one as he said one and i and i got it nice nice yeah i totally i don't think i ever found that last one yeah so it's like it's 11 of them so you know i think uh, Owen had 10, Mel had 9, and then Abby is the champ with 11. So, but yeah, it, it looks like she hasn't been to Aquarium since the last flashback that we had because, you know, Owen says, I need to show you something upstairs. And she's like, is it that dead captain's body? Because I saw that last time. So that would tell me she hasn't really been to the Aquarium since she kind of uh, pushed him away from that kiss. Yeah, wow. yeah. I think maybe, like, he sounded pretty bummed when she left. It's that was probably the beginning of the end, if not just the end of their dating, right? Right, exactly. So Abby's actually in a pretty good mood 
Um, they're joking around about the stockings, I guess, that Mel made for Owen. And it turns out she's in a good mood because they found Tommy. And they found Tommy because some fireflies who used to know him uh, got picked up at the Seattle Wall. And they knew where he was. So their goal is, well, her goal was to go down and talk to Tommy about where Joel is. So Owen is actually trying to dissuade her from it because he says, well, Tommy might not know where Joel is. And he said that Isaac wouldn't let them go. There's no way Isaac will let that many people out of the base. But apparently Abby has already worked, looked into it. She said everybody's on board and Isaac gave them permission to leave. Apparent because apparently Isaac is all about justice, right? So Isaac is okay with them going to kill this guy. Or he's looking for this guy. At this point, they don't know that Joel is with Tommy. You know? True, true, yeah. So I figured what they're what they were gonna do is they were gonna go look for Tommy. That's the guy that they were actually looking for when they came to Jackson. And they were gonna capture him and try to get information out of him, you know. Which I wonder how that would have went because they would have tried to get info out of him. I don't think he would have gave up Joel, right? Uh, maybe they would have tried to sneak and like I don't know, trick him into giving information on Joel. But he wouldn't have given up information on Joel, and they didn't even kill him when they got Joel. So would they have killed him or or tortured him just to get information on Joel? Probably, probably. To- but they don't know Tommy, you know. Like they don't know well, his resolve. Well, one, they don't know Tommy, but at the same time, he has absolutely nothing to do with jackson right so you know uh owen didn't want to kill tommy he didn't want to kill uh uh ellie and she was right there when everything went down and it's like i I don't know what they would have done i'm not sure if they actually would have because you know i think they all agreed on killing joel and and beating joel the way they did because of what he did but for Tommy, he was just they were just looking for information. Do you think you know? they all agreed to beat Joel like they did? Or do you think they well, agreed to kill him? They agreed but to kill him, but you know what? Abby they didn't stop nutty. her when she was Yeah. They didn't stop her when she was doing it. They True. most certainly didn't. And so yeah, in my opinion, they agreed. They're all guilty. So <laughs> uh but you know, at this point Abin, Abby oh, sorry, uh, Owen agrees to go with Abby, and that's the end of that flashback. You come back and you're actually being drugged through a force. Is it drug or drag? Because when I put it into word, dragged is a word. <laughs> so, it depends on if it's present or past tense, right? Well, in our it, it's uh, well, I guess in the game it's present tense. Yeah. So or dragged. well, they're dragging her. I guess present tense. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe we well, you know who would probably tell us Big Juicy Hog since I he know. wants to tell us everything about the goddamn <laughs> game, sir. <laughs> Thank you for letting us know. It's called a concourse. We were <laughs> last episode. We were trying to figure out what the area, what the concessions is called uh, in in a stadium, and it's called a, a concourse. Which I, 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 it makes total sense to me because you have different gates to go in to uh, to get into your area of the stadium. Because the only time I've actually heard the word concourse used, I think, is in an airport. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and once so, he said it, I was like, "Oh yeah, okay." I was like, "Yeah, it makes total sense." But it's something smarty pants. normal people wouldn't even call it that, you know. It'd be called that by employees. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he works at a stadium. Who knows? Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get a tweet about it. But <laughs> Abby is being dragged through the forest in the rain. 
And, you know, she when they put her down, she kind of looks up and she can see that other WLF members are, are hanging there dead. So the scars put a noose on her neck and they string her up. But they don't just like hang her. They like give her a like a, a bucket to stand on, kinda, because they're going they're gonna disembowel her. Like you saw this happen in Ellie's playthrough, where they would string up a WLF member and then basically uh, slice their stomach open, let their let their guts fall out. Actually, when you were at the TV station, you saw the aftermath of that. Mm-hmm. So that's actually interrupted because there's like a whistle. And there's like, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's other scars that bring her a girl and the girl is a scar. You can see the scars on her face and apparently they've been looking for her. Then her name is Yara. They call her by her name and they ask her where the other apostate is and Yara spits in the woman's face. And she says, the woman says clip her wings, which apparently translates to break her arms with a hammer uh, because that's what happens. And that's, I remember, I remember this part because I'm pretty sure it was like 20, I don't know if it was like 2016 or 2017. One of the E3 presentations, they showed this part of the game. Uh, I can't remember which one it was though. Yeah. I didn't remember that. What had happened. I was like, Oh yeah. So yeah, they start hitting her. They start breaking her arms with a hammer. They go to break her other arm, but then somebody catches the arrow to the face. So there's somebody as a shooter, as a shooter in the uh, forest, and uh, yeah, the shooter, like the shooter, is able to take out one person, and that actually frees up Yara to grab an axe and then hit another person in the face, and then Abby actually grabs the woman with her legs and starts choking her, and Yara, actually no, I'm sorry, it wasn't an axe. I think it was the hammer that they were hitting her with. She hits them in the face with it, and then she smashes the skull of the woman who gave the order. Um, and then it kind of sucked for Abby because she was just left like literally dang- dangling there. <laughs> like, you know, uh, she is now choking to death. Yep. And, um, I would have been okay with that, but <laughs> you know, we got a game to play. Um, the shooter comes out of the forest and, uh, yeah, starts talking to Yara. And I think at this point they, you know, she says the shooter's name, which is Lev. And I was, I was like, is that short for Levi? I wasn't, I wasn't sure at the time because it, it looks like a boy. Same, uh, but same. you know, yeah. So Yara tells Lev to cut down Abby, and he's a little hesitant, like it's one of them. And she cuts her down. You know, you cut her down. Well, Lev cuts her down, or cuts you down. And you guys pretty much prepare to fight because they say the demons are coming. They talk about the infected. And essentially, you start getting attacked by stalkers coming out of the forest. And the fight for Abby is all melee. And um, go ahead. Well, and this was one of the coolest things in the game, like just their transition from cinema to to fighting. I mean, it goes straight in from a, a cinematic right into the fight, and it's and it's done really well. Like I wasn't taken off guard. I was like ready to like jump in there and and fight that was already controlling the the controller and i thought it was a really neat transition bob i hate to bring it up again but you ain't seen nothing yet because you have not gone through god of war (laughs) true true god of war has the best cutscene to fight transitions it does like yeah, you're gonna love it. Yeah. Oh god, I love talking about that game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know when I get done. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so 
basically, um, at this point, you know, you fight off a couple of uh, stalkers, and now you're running through the forest, which I actually really like this part because you only have a torch. Like, the forest is pitch black. It's a fucking forest, and it's raining, so it's cloudy. There's no moonlight or anything like that out. So it's like uh, you're running through the forest with a torch, and that's well, now you, you don't even have the torch. I'm pretty sure it's Lev that has the torch, and they're running in front of you, and so you basically just have this light path that you got to follow. The one thing that bothers me about this, though, because another, there comes another part where you have to kind of stop and fight stalkers again. You have no, like, hammer this time, though, because that's what you had originally, so you have no hammer. Abby. Sh- sleeveless shirt Abby. No hand protection Abby. You're punching stalkers in the face. Stalkers, I'm not sure if we described it, but they basically have, like, the coral growing out of their head. It's enough to cut Abby from her punching them in the face. Do we know you if know? that's hard or not? I don't know if that's ever been explained. I, I, I would imagine it's hard. Like <laughs> it, <laughs> It's it, like dried coral. Well, it looks kind of spongy to me. Or it always looked kind of spongy to me, but I, but, I, but I don't know if someone's explained that or not. Okay, well, you can bust your hand open punching a regular person in the face. <laughs> you know, very true, very uh, true. You know, I don't know if I want to risk getting any of the corseps in my bloodstream. Uh, you know, obviously it's a video game, but if anybody's been in a real fight before and you're not a, like a trained professional, <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets, uh, it makes you not want to fight anymore. I, I Just my personal experience. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, I'm sure Abby's keeping a tight fist, though. She seems like she's uh, been training for this for a long time. Now, her knuckles aren't wrapped, though, so at the same time, like, it's real. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's (laughs) like, like, she's not prepared. A wrong hit, it's really easy to break your hand, especially the metacarpal bone, which is the bone in between your wrist and the start of your pinky. And that that thing's easy to break. That's what I'm saying. She's not really prepared to be punching people in the face. That's all I'm saying, especially with shit growing out of the face. Yeah. So. But that that did bother me uh, a little bit. But either way, you make it past that part. Uh, you're trying to sneak into another area, but then you get bum rushed by like one of the larger scar enemy types, and they actually grab you. Right, it's the chick that knocked you out. That's who it is, and she recognizes you. I forget. I'm pretty sure you bit her ear off too, because she does not like you. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what you did. Like besides getting besides her knocking you out, I'm think I'm pretty sure you bit her ear off or something like that like, while she was trying to capture well, you. Okay. Yeah. So she's like, you and you gotta fight her. And it was funny, it was a funny interaction because Abby's like, Are you wearing my backpack? <laughs> <laughs> Give it back. Yeah. So um yeah, you fight her. Uh, you take her weapon, end up killing her, but that's how you get your backpack back. Now, this is another kind of inconsistency, right? Because she has your backpack. Your backpack has guns and lights and gear in it, but Yara and Lev won't touch old world stuff. That's the the scars won't do it. That's a, against their belief. But this chick took your backpack. You know? Yeah. I mean. They say like they make sense of it later on. That's she why she took your backpack? Well no, just when it's okay to use old world stuff. Uh like guns? Like yeah. like the <laughs> It's a conversation with Lev later on. 
Yeah, that's what we call hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Oh man. But uh, yeah, so you you do make your way through a building and it has some infected in it and the the door to get out is locked and you help Yara and Lev get over the door. They're supposed to open it for you on the other side, but you actually end up getting attacked by a horde. And we mean like runners, stalkers, and shamblers are coming at you. And this fight was a bit interesting because you're in a really tight space. Like you don't have a lot of room to maneuver here. Like you have one tight space and then you have a even tighter space. That's the only other place you can move. And this is the place where I was like, if I didn't grab that shotgun, would I have had, would I have had an opportunity to get it before this place? Because that double barrel shotgun saved me. Like that's what I use to get through most. I don't want to say most of the enemies, but like some of the enemies that were a bit more dangerous, like the stalkers, like I would just blast them in the head, like, you know, a runner or something like that. They're easier to deal with. Uh, and then of course the shamblers too. So that's why I'm like, I wonder if I didn't grab that double barrel shotgun, like, this would be even harder than it is right now because it was not an easy fight, in my opinion. Yeah. If you'd be in a tight space. Well, I wonder if we would have seen it again, you know, at some point. Like, it's like it's hard to remember after afterwards, but there's all kinds of guns, and as long as you run across a shotgun of some type, it should yeah, give you that shotgun. Right, exactly. So you do get opportunities, but I'm like, would I have gotten an opportunity before I did that? You know, uh, but what they what ends up happening because she thought that Yara and Lev left her, but what they actually did was that they there was an ambulance crashed into the wall, and they managed to open the doors on the ambulance to get you out, and so that's how they get you out. So now you're kind of out of danger. Yara is really hurt, and Abby picks her up and carries her to a trailer in a shipping yard, and uh, you know. She, she needs her arm set, so Abby sets her arm, uses like the leg of a chair, and she she's basically just like really hurt. And Abby gets ready to go. She's setting, she's she's leaving, and as she's leaving, she tells Lev, make sure that they're out. You know, this area gets a lot of traffic, so just make sure that you're both out by morning. And Lev is like, we'll be fine, and closes the door. And Abby's just like, okay, whatever. So she's trying to get it out of her head. She's just like, I'm just going to go. I have a mission. I need to find Owen. Whatever. Uh, so at some point during this too, you also find out that Abby can craft bullets. That is one of her abilities. She can craft like incendiary shells or bullets for the hunting pistol. Oh, by the way, you get a hunting pistol. She does have better weapons. Yeah, she just does. Like hands, hands down, and she can craft explosive shotgun shells or like incendiary shotgun shells. And yeah, yeah, she <clears throat> she is the arsenal. <laughs> like basically, Rambo. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, she she she's pretty yeah. The only In Rambo is better. The only Rambo weapon that Ellie gets is the exploding arrows. And those are definitely Rambo, but right. all other Rambo stuff Abby gets. Yeah. So at this point, uh you make your way through like the shipping yard. Uh, kill a couple of infected. You're on your way to the aquarium, and you go to make a jump from one side of a road to another, and you end up falling into the water. And in order to get out of the water, you actually make it on. You make it onto this like I guess it's not. It's like a ferry essentially. That's what it looked like. It looked like it was like some type of ferry, some type of ferry that had crashed. You get on, and uh, the thing about the ferry, I mean, it also has infected on it. 
And at the end of the ferry, there's like, you know, I don't know if you can stealth that part because you've got to get them away from the door. So I ended up causing, like, you know, killing a couple of infected, drawing them to one side of the ferry and going up the other side and just getting through the door. Uh, but the inter- there's actually two interesting stories on this ferry. One is from a couple that basically, uh, you know, the f- I guess people were trying to leave, right? They were trying to leave uh, the coast because of the infection. And this mother and father, they basically pushed everybody aside and forced their way onto the boat with their daughter. And their daughter didn't understand why they were doing it. And so there's a letter from the dad explaining how he explained it to the daughter. But when you get on the ferry, you find dead bodies and they have arrows in like their heads. And Abby is like, oh, somebody killed them in their sleep. That sucks. And turns out that the whole way that story went is that the ship captain had all the weapons stowed away in a safe. Somebody on the ship or the ferry turns and the crew has to deal with it. And one guy who was not crew helped them out. And apparently this guy has been um, pushing to get his crossbow back. That's what he wanted to do, but they wouldn't give it to him. And so that guy helps them deal with the infected passenger. One of the crewmates is like, you know, he writes a letter saying, hey, uh, thanks for helping out. My crewmates are are um, useless. You know, he's like, you know, I, I disagree with the captain. I think the weapon shouldn't be locked up. Here's the safe combination. Your crossbow's in the safe. I trust you on this. And then apparently he got the crossbow and killed everybody in his sleep. <laughs> yeah, it was it was like scared that people were were infected. So he just went ahead and just took care of everybody. Yep. So I wonder if he killed everybody and then tried to drive the ferry himself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they crashed. Ferry crashed. <laughs> it crashed. Not as easy as it seems, my friend. <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, so that I thought that was a little interesting tidbit on uh the ferry. But you make it to the aquarium. And you have to break a skylight to get in. So if you remember when you were playing as Ellie, when you go into that room that has the three uh, sleeping bags, the skylight is broken and the rain's coming in. That's because Abby broke it to get into the uh, the aquarium. So Abby is going around the aquarium looking for Owen, can't find him. And you do finally find him on that boat where you, where you found him on one of the uh, flashbacks from before, that boat that you found. He's on that boat, and I think I, I think Owen thought that Isaac sent Abby to kill him. That's what it sounded like, because he's like, oh, this is cruel. The Isaac sends you, and she's like, no. So uh, Owen's getting drunk. Abby tells him Danny is dead. He's like, I figured. And then he tells Abby what happened uh, at the scar camp. Yeah, so apparently, you know, while they were clearing, at a scar, clearing out a scar camp, and Owen hits like an old guy, like an old scar on his head. And the guy could have went for his weapon, but he didn't. He just turned around and he was waiting for Owen to kill him. And at that moment, you know, he just got to Owen. He was like, I'm done. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to kill this guy. He does not want to fight for land he doesn't care about. And Danny tried to push Owen. And Owen wouldn't kill him. And Danny pointed his gun at Owen. They struggle for the weapon and the gun goes off, boom, Danny gets shot. 
So Danny told Isaac basically that he like that, you know, Owen was trying to protect the scar. He wasn't necessarily doing it because when Danny told Owen to shoot the scar, Owen said, do it yourself. Cause he, you know, he did, he wasn't trying to stop Danny, but Danny was trying to force Owen to do the shooting. But Isaac wouldn't have liked that either. He probably like if, if even if Owen went back to WLF and told Isaac that story, Isaac probably would have killed him. Yeah. See, I, I just, think. I just don't know enough about Isaac yet to know. Yeah, like I, I don't think Isaac would have. I, I Isaac wants like complete loyalty. In my, I, I believe, you know. Actually, I think the reason why he let them go to find Tommy is because he knows it will put goodwill. Like that's goodwill, you know, toward those people, especially toward Abby. Like you let me go and find this, you know, in, in order to help bring my dad's killer to justice. So I think that's why he actually did it. But I, I don't think Isaac would have been okay with that, that, that reason. Like, look, I was just defending myself. I decided that I no longer basically, he, he essentially just decided he no longer wanted to be a W he wanted to be WLF. That's what he decided essentially. Cause he doesn't want to fight for Isaac. Or he just didn't want to kill people. He didn't want to kill people that were surrendering basically at that point. You know what I mean? Like, well, he, he specifically said, that he does not want to fight for land he doesn't care about. Yeah. That's what he specifically said, you know? So that's, in my opinion, that's him basically saying he doesn't want to be WLF. He never really, that, I said it last time, he never really seemed like he was on board in the first place. You know? He was just kind of there for Abby. He was there for Abby. He used to be a firefly. Now he's not a firefly anymore, you know? So he's going through his transition period and, you know, Abby is, you know, like, well, we can go saying like, you know, we can go back, we can fix this. And then no one doesn't want to. He wants to head to Santa Barbara because there is a rumor that the fireflies are reforming in Santa Barbara. And Abby doesn't believe him, you know, uh, and actually, actually, Abby, well, he, she doesn't believe the rumor, I should say. And then Abby asks, well, what are you going to do about Mel? And no one's just like. She'd be safer here. So he was going to leave Mel behind. And his yeah. unborn baby, too, which is like. And his gross. unborn baby. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't like Owen before, but out of all of that group, he seemed to be the nicer guy. Yeah. But, but now, now you learn about it. It's like, no, no. <laughs> he's yeah. going to leave. You're just going to leave gonna her, leave. not even tell her. Exactly. You know, so because that's what I think that's what he was trying to do, fix that boat up so that he can, you know, get to Santa Barbara. And that was going to be it. And, you know, him and Abby have words and Abby tells him to grow up. And Owen's like, how should I go find the people that killed my parents? You know, torture them, make them cry, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, Abby, like, pushes him and he pushes her and grabs her ponytail. And then they do that stupid thing where they look at each other and they start making out. And then, like, they start fucking. And I gotta be honest with you, still odd. <laughs> dude, this was the weirdest fucking part of the game, dude. Like, first off, yeah. sex scenes and games are just weird. And, I mean, honestly, for me, sex scenes as movies are pretty weird the- unless they're, I mean, taste tasteful. But, like, this was straight up. He turned her around. And just went right in there. Like, 
There was no foreplay. There was, no, I mean, no. Oh, no, for realism, Bob, he did zip his unzip his pants first. So yeah, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> for, real. for realism, that would have been painful for Abby. I mean, like I, I don't know. It's just like, and it was brutal, and it was I like I've heard like people say it was tasteful, and I'm like, what are you talking about? Talking tasteful, about. like it was, what? it was, it was primal and. Like caveman-ish. And, I mean, it was stupid. It was. It just felt so unnecessary. That's what it felt like. That it just felt like it just felt so unnecessary. Like the sex scenes in Mass Effect. <laughs> it was so unnecessary. Yeah, it's like, just kind of like it could have been you know, at least. At least the sex scenes in Mass Effect are like an achievement. Like, oh, I, 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 I made this relationship all the way to the end. I, I selected all of the right dialogue options to get them to fuck. You know what I'm saying? So sex scenes in Mass Effect were an achievement. This is just like, word? Like, okay. Like, all they had to do was just have them passionately kiss and then you know, start heading towards the bed and fade to black. I mean, that would have, you know, done what you needed to do storytelling wise, like to let us know that they slept together. But this was just like, ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, it was, it was bizarre as a hell. And I was just like, what yeah. did I just watch? Yeah. I didn't have to select any dialogue options for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. It was, and then, like, I was just thinking more about Owen. I'm like, D- dude, leaving your baby mama and cheating on her before breaking up with her. I was just like, ugh, ugh. Yeah, he's kind of, I don't know, he just seems a bit selfish, you know, so. Eh. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so after that, um, there, uh, Abby, she, it's almost like a flashback. So she goes back to the part where, you know, they're at the Firefly base, the alarms are going off. It's the same hallway you walked down earlier when she opens the door, she finds her dad dead. But this time when she opens the door, she actually sees Yara and Lev hanging in the forest. So it's a dream. So she wakes up and pretty much like she doesn't say it, but she pretty much decides to go back after them. And then that is where Seattle day two starts. And that's where this episode ends. I know it's a bit shorter. Uh, after we recorded part one, I was like, mm, I probably should have cut that back a little bit and put that onto this episode, but I did want to get this one out this week so that we don't have to, basically when we do see all day two, we're probably just going to do the whole thing. Hopefully uh, I still have to go back and take a look at my notes in my video. Uh, cause sometimes that's what turns a, you know, a one parter into a two parter to be perfectly honest with you. So uh yeah but yeah i mean bob what you thinking i mean we already talked about the sex scene already so besides that <laughs> awkward shit yeah i'm still i'm still angry and pissed off and still hate abby and still hate this whole trip that i'm on but at this point i'm like all right dude I got to see what's next. Like I'm to the point to where I'm like, I ain't liking it, but I got to see where this is going. I, I'm, right. I'm, and I'm enjoying the, the gameplay. And I mean, I'm, 
you know, you talked about the ferry and I went through that like Rambo. I was just like, you know, running right. it in, running it infected and popping them in the face and pulling out the shotgun and popping the other one. And then, you know, I'm just having a, I'm just having a blast with the actual game itself. And it's unfair because they give Abby all the cool stuff and I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm still mad, but I just really, really want to know what's coming next. And I'm eerily intrigued about what's going to happen next and what's going to line up with Ellie's story. So I'm kind of excited about seeing what's next at this point. Yeah, I mean, at this point, I'm still just kind of playing to get through this part. Luckily, it's... It's just easier to play as Abby. It really is. It's just easier to play as her, in my opinion, um, because you could just use lethal force with less consequence. Because even if you like uh, alert and infected, you can deal with them physically. You know, like oh, just start running at them, build momentum, bam, punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah. No. The only thing so that kind of sucks is the shiv. You have to make the shivs. Once I knew that I needed to keep materials for the shivs, I always had a shiv on me. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Not to mention, you can stun the clickers as Abby and then, you know, do your punch on them pretty much. So uh, she's just easier to play, you know? She is. So that's that's the only, that's the thing I'm thankful for, that she's just easier to play. So getting through her playthrough wasn't isn't isn't that bad but other than that well, i still have no interest in her as a character and she's just more fun to play hands down i mean it's just it's a more physical style and i she's enjoy that more better weapons i of course turned my stuff up so i'm able to take every fight with full everything and then i'm leaving materials when i leave an area and right. I'm still full. And so, I mean, it's really neat to get to use all of the, all of the guns. Hmm. Well, like I said, we're going to leave it there. We're going to pick up with Seattle day two, uh, on our normal release day on Monday. I like to thank you guys for listening. If you want to keep up with this show or anything else going on in the mash network, just follow us at twitter.com slash the mash network. Bob, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at blazon underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. Come check it out. I started a new podcast. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Josh Tradamus. You can also find me streaming on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash matches button. So you can just give that a follow if you want to know when we go live. Uh, we'd also love to have you join our Discord, which is mash.gg slash Discord, where you can meet myself and Bob. We do have some channels dedicated to The Last of Us, and we can discuss, you know, more stuff there. Uh, since I finished the game, I am in the, the spoiler channels now. So <laughs> if you want to talk about it further, feel free to come through. Uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you hear from you guys. So, you know, feel free to reach out to us on the Discord, on Twitter, or you can send us an email at contact at mash.gg. If you enjoy the show and you want to help us out, Best way to do that is to share the show with others and to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. 
If you want to take your support a bit further, you can become a supporter on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash mash those buttons. You can help support mash those buttons with tiers starting at $1 a month and gain early access to content as well as exclusive content. We do have a Teespring store, which is teespring.com slash store slash mash those buttons. And uh, you can also drop us a Twitch sub if you prefer to support that way. And I encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about mash those buttons. And with that, we are done. We'll catch you guys in a few days. Bounce bow wow. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out MashThoseButtons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at Patreon.com slash MashThoseButtons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at Twitter.com slash The Mash Network, Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 